Hello students, staff, parents, and community members, and welcome to the new Laguna Beach Unified School District podcast. Over the coming weeks and months, we hope to release several podcast episodes featuring a wide range of topics that cover our core commitments of every student every day, continuous improvement, and relationships matter. Some episodes will be shorter, some will be longer, but it's our goal to use this platform as an important means of connecting with you, our LBUSD community. For our first episode, we want to provide everyone with a COVID-19 health and safety update in a segment we are calling Health Matters with Dr. Michael Keller and Nurse Kelly Schultz. Hello and welcome to Laguna Beach Unified School District's Health Matters podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Keller. And I'm Nurse Kelly Schultz. And Nurse Kelly and I are here to share with you important information about health matters in Laguna Beach Unified. We're, we're going to be focusing this week and for the foreseeable future on COVID-19 to help inform our, our parents, staff, and community on the impact of COVID-19 in Laguna Beach Unified. I really want to open this up with asking some questions about our COVID reporting dashboard. Nurse Kelly, can you share a little bit about what you're seeing with the COVID-19 rates as of today? Sure. So as of today, Friday, September 10th, we have six cases at El Moro, one at Top of the World, five at Thurston Middle School, three at Laguna Beach um, High School, zero at the district office. Total students in quarantine due to the close contact is seven. We have one staff member home with quarantine and the total number of students and staff in isolation or quarantine is 23. So um, just to reiterate, Positive active cases of COVID-19 that are currently in isolation for the district total is 15. Can you describe a little bit about the difference between home quarantine and modified quarantine for students? Yeah, so typically if a student is in home quarantine, it's because of a case that they were close contact outside of the school. The only time a student would have to be in a home quarantine related to a close contact on school campus is if they were not wearing their mask properly. Um, We have seen very few of those. Our students have been doing really well and our staff have been doing a great job of making sure that students are being mask compliant. So that is a great thing to see. We currently have 35 students in modified quarantine because they have been mask compliant. So that is good to hear. And what are the requirements when you're on modified quarantine in terms of follow-up testing and sharing information back with the school district. Sure, so I'm just gonna kind of walk you guys through how when I'm doing a contact tracing related to a positive case and how we do a modified quarantine so you can kind of get an understanding of the whole picture here. So as soon as a positive case is presented to me, my first um, thing to do is to reach out to the teachers. I need to get the teacher seating charts, which all of our teachers have done an excellent job of creating um, thorough seating charts for me. From there, I take the seating chart and examine what students are within a six foot perimeter of the COVID positive student. Then the teacher comes to me, gives me feedback on if the students were mask compliant. And so from there, I can determine if they're mask compliant, they automatically will qualify for modified quarantine. From that, I will then go into our system and I look to see if what students are vaccinated. And so those students will not have to test, they can continue to go to school because they are vaccinated. 
students that are not vaccinated or are not completely vaccinated or it hasn't been 14 days since their second vaccination do qualify for that modified quarantine. Modified quarantine means that your child continues to go to school throughout their quarantine period. Part of that is that they will need to test twice in that week. They will need to test on day three after exposure and then day six after exposure. We have test kits available on all of our campuses and the district office. They are PCR saliva test kits. Basically, you have your child spit into a tube, um, you register the kit, you take it to a FedEx drop-off location, and then those, te uh, those tests go to Ambry Genetics in Aliso Viejo. Turnaround time is about 24 hours from the time that the lab gets the test before you have your results. Oh, and one other piece I just want to add for that. So as part of modified quarantine, your students are allowed to, or your children are allowed to continue to go to school, but CDPH and OCHCA guidelines state that they do have to remain out of extracurriculars for an entire 14 days. The CDPH is the California Department of Public Health. Correct. And OCHCA is Orange County Healthcare Agency. Yes. So those are really our guiding state and local agencies that give us these requirements to try to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in our school settings. So I wanted to get back to what you had just said. So when a student is on a modified quarantine, they're able to continue in school if they t and they are required to test on day three and day six. Correct. What happens if they become symptomatic during that time? If at any point your child becomes symptomatic at that point, you would reach out to me or to Pam Madge. Pam is the nurse for Laguna Beach High School in El Moro. I am the nurse for Top of the World and Thurston Middle School. So you would reach out to one of us, keep your child home, do not send them to school, um, and then Pam and I will follow up with you to see what our next steps are at that point. And on modified quarantine, can you reiterate the limitations for extracurricular activities, which would be any non-school-based activities that are happening during the regular school day? Sure. So any of those extracurriculars that include sports, after-school, music classes, um, any type of classes that are related to after school, um, you cannot have your child participate in for 14 days. And that is a directive from the California Department of Public Health and the Orange County Healthcare Agency. You also mentioned a really important distinction between students who are vaccinated or not vaccinated, or even an adult on campus who is mm -hmm. vaccinated or not vaccinated. Can you please reiterate what the outcomes might be for a close contact for a vaccinated individual? Yeah, so the outcome is students and staff can continue on with their normal activities without restrictions. That includes no testing and no interruption to extracurricular activities. And staff also can continue to teach their students. So we list a bunch of mitigation measures on our website that the district is implementing to keep students and staff safe from COVID-19. Can you describe some of the most important mitigation measures that the district is implementing? Sure. So we are implementing masks. We have HEPA filters in each classroom. Uh, we have a cleaning crew that comes in every single night to disinfect the classrooms. We have incredible custodial staff that perform daily disinfecting protocols at each school site. And in accordance with the CDC and CDPH recommendations, we encourage full vaccination for eligible individuals. As we're nearing the end of our conversation, I wanted to visit the symptoms of COVID-19 to make sure that our audience is aware of symptoms that, that students or staff members might be experiencing and the, and the importance of t very timely communication back with our nursing or health clerk team 
And what are the action steps that parents and students should be taking? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, from I can just tell you a little bit of some of the positive tests that we've had come back. Um, usually I've heard, you know what? I thought it was just allergies. I thought it was just a little bit of a runny nose, but I decided to test out of an abundance of caution. And I was extremely surprised to find out that I tested positive. I really didn't think that I was. I thought I was overreacting, but here it is that they turn out positive. Uh, so a lot of the symptoms of COVID that we're seeing this year are like colds, like allergies. It's a congestion. It's a runny nose. It's a scratch of the throat. It's a light cough. Sometimes we'll see a low-grade fever, 99.6, 99.8. Uh, they can be very subtle. So I would highly recommend if your student is feeling anything outside of their baseline normal energy, if you see them sleeping more than normal, if you say, you know, I realized that they were really tired for the last two days. Very subtle things. Um, so please make sure to look out for those things. Keep your student home. Contact uh, myself or Pam Madge, and we will walk you through that. If a student has one low-risk symptom, they need to stay home until they are 24 hours symptom-free. That um, If they have two low-risk or one high-risk, and I'll go over those in just a second, they will need to be evaluated by a healthcare provider. So if your child ends up having strep, then your doctor will write them a note that says that they have strep and they've been on antibiotics and they are cleared to come back. So it's an alternative diagnosis to COVID or they could always take a, a COVID test. If a COVID test comes back negative and their symptoms have improved and have been improving for over 24 hours, they can return to school with, that COVID, with the negative COVID test. In regards to symptoms, the low risk symptoms are a fever, which is over 100.4, congestion and runny nose, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, sore throat, headache, fatigue, Muscle aches or body aches, those are all the low-risk symptoms. And then the three high-risk symptoms we want to look out for is a cough, difficulty breathing, and loss of taste of smell is almost 100% a sign of COVID. So please keep an eye out for those things. And if we want to point families to additional resources or information, I would always recommend that parents can look up more school-related information from the California Department of Public Health website. They periodically update their school response protocols for COVID-19. I'd also encourage parents and staff members to go to our Laguna Beach Unified School District COVID-19 reporting webpage, where we maintain a daily update of our COVID-19 statistics and inf infection rates and quarantine information. And have additional resources and more specific written information about the quarantine and isolation process. So I want to thank you for your time today, Kelly. And if there's any last parting thoughts, I open it up to you. I just want to thank you all for being so nice on the phone when I call some of you guys to have these conversations. We, I, we have to make a lot of phone calls sometimes. So I appreciate you guys um, being patient with us in our contact tracing process. Uh, if you do have any questions at any point, you can always email myself or Pam and we will do our best to get back to you and answer any questions that you may have. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of the Laguna Beach Unified School District podcast. Please check out our show notes for website links to the California Department of Public Health, Orange County Health Department, and our own LBUSD COVID resource page. 
Again, we hope to release several podcast episodes over the coming weeks and months to keep everyone informed on what's happening in our school district. Thanks for listening.